Hello, and welcome to the RevX podcast, episode 11. This is the third part of our ongoing discussion on politics, the Professor X political panel. And um, our next episode will be coming this coming Tuesday to be part two of All American, a fake crime podcast. And then we have some job search and other related uh podcasts coming up in the near future. So uh, without further delay, let's jump into this discussion and we will talk to you afterwards. We'll see you later. I yeah. don't know if you've, like, I, I have not spoken on the topic a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm actually a huge Bruce Lee fan. As in, like, um, yeah. like part of the reason why I'm excited about getting back into drawing is that I, I get really got really good... Yes, I've really got... Your comic. No, no, really no, 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 Bruce Lee's comic. <laughs> oh, no, he's drawing your no, comic, I, I though. used to... That's what we are talking about, getting to, back uh, into drawing. I used to... Uh, I draw really well to the point where I could do that. Like, um, like him against himself. Like, uh, like, like literally, like, yeah. um, was really good. My, like, good to the point where my dad, you know, like, like have an interesting... I don't, I don't know if it's true, like, uh, but... In a traditional, uh, at least Chinese family, uh, compliments are hard to come by. You know, the best compliment I ever got from my dad is, you know, uh, uh, helping peeling shrimp. He's like, oh, you must be eating a lot of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> like, really fast. Like, Thanks, ice dad. cold water. Which is <laughs> awesome. But, you know, like, like uh, it's uh, the actions speak louder than the words. Like, uh, yeah, he's yeah. done so much for us growing up that it doesn't matter you know like he doesn't speak much anyway so it's yeah. one of those things where you know like you don't have to say it uh but my mom like uh actually was like oh yeah the the, uh, the drawings are great you know to the point where like she doesn't usually say anything like that uh, which is yeah uh for back to bruce lee bruce lee like um we haven't had like if you look other than the the loss um Lost having a character, well, who's a an American uh, Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like the only person. Sun and Sin, Jin. Yeah. Yep. Sun yep. and Jin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the only person who's even been halfway relevant. Who's an Amer- American first? Yeah. I mean, you do. Well, yeah. He didn't Japanese. even. He didn't even speak Korean. Yeah. Exactly. He literally read yeah. it off a cue card. So, yeah. So like, yeah. A lot of people forget that that um, Bruce Lee is an American. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is an American. He wasn't born. In the states, but yeah. he is an American citizen. And I remember I saw that that really cheesy dragon, the Bruce Lee yeah. story back in the day. So I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, cheesy, but still like well. The story, the story was, was pretty on point. Yeah, I so enjoyed it. it. I gave yeah, it an eight. I, I like I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, but um, of course, who they chose to play it is also not not te- technically Asian either. <laughs> so so it's kind of like you're like you're going yeah. to this gray area again. Uh, and it's really, it's really. Um, At least they hard. nailed the ancient one. Huh? Well, it's really hard. And I go, Marvel trying really Mar- hard. Gerald and I had this conversation. <laughs> uh, actually, our team had this conversation of like casting people that's not of the right, you know, historical context. That's yeah. insane. You know, that's so not. It w- I w- so it would make sense in the context where everybody had equal representation and access to the media. Yeah. But they don't, so stealing those jobs and stealing those yeah. stories away from the people who actually live them and experience them is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, 
if everybody were equal, yes, then we could try each other's stuff. Yeah. When we try on, like, I'm a white male, a white straight psi male, when I try on something that's someone else's thing, man, I gotta be super fucking careful that I'm being respectful and giving an honor to what I'm representing and not trying to rip it off. And that's why, like, I'm very super careful when I rap about certain things. Sure. And number one is I have never once fucking said the N-word, yeah. despite knowing many guys who say it. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's in the song. I was like, that's not the fucking point, no, motherfucker. No, it's not the point. Let's be uh, real. And it's not hard. Also, I yes, know lots of people that? that do it correctly. No, seriously. It's, yeah. That's the thing, too, is like a lot, I, I see a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, contention about issues which are super, super, super easy <laughs> to uh, to avoid, and it and if it takes like like less than a percent of brain like <laughs> brain function in order to in order to make it happen, like what's the what, what's your loss here? And it's really weird that people behave that way. Yeah. <laughs> we could name names that are on that banana stand. Poster right there, but we won't. <laughs> the banana stand oh. canvas. Yeah, there's there's a an inward guy on there that I've had to uh. shout down in front of many people. We were at a party at six one nine, the place that Samara and I would at back in the day that she lived at for years, long before she and I were dating. And we did a cipher out back. We were cool as shit for suburban like white hipsters, but we had there was some black people there too. They were, you know, about 20% of the party. And, like, everybody else was, you know, white theater Aubrey crowd. And so um, we started doing this cypher. And I did Childish Gambino. And, you know, in the song Bonfire, he says the N-word. And, of course, I switched it. Like I always did. I used Back then, I always said brother. But then I realized that there were certain contexts, if you changed it from the N-word to brother, it still was All racist. Because right. yeah. so, that was still a very explicitly sure. referring to black people. So when it was somebody, and I want to say it was like Bobby Schmurder, somebody had this song where they changed it from the N-word to Hitta. And then I was like, oh, that works in all contexts. Because it works the same. Because the N-word in most rap contexts is the same thing, equivalent of like the word thug, theoretically. Um, there are other contexts, of course, too, but like in the, the trap and like gangsta yeah. and stuff like that, it's the equivalent of like a thug or something like that. So it's not, it is explicitly a race based thing, one, obviously because of the name, but also because it's perfect, perf- you know, it's specifically talking about black gang life in parts of town where there are no white people. So it's, it is yeah. without always explicitly being black culture it's always black culture even when there's a white guy involved that white guy is walking over and using black culture Eminem for instance and Eminem's thing is very very him doing stuff that would you know like have worked in the suburbs in Detroit that he lived in and the funny thing is is my cousin ran a strip club up there and knows Eminem and was roommates with Kid Rock (laughs) and so yeah, it was funny as shit. So it was like, and yeah, it was funny because the rest of our family was kind of racist growing up. And then he and I, and then my cousin Sean, we were listening to black music. And so, like, Sean paid like $100 in 1983 to go see the Jacksons and the Victory Tour. And he had the red Michael Jackson zipper jacket. Yeah. And my friend Rusty moved to Michigan when he was young, or my friend, my cousin Rusty moved to Michigan when he was young. 
and worked in you know strip clubbing and hip hop there. So his two white friends were Eminem and Kid Rock. And whoever the real life version of that guy, Cheddar Bob, <laughs> whoever the real version of Cheddar Bob was. But back to the Bruce Lee thing. <laughs> oh, there's absolutely. There's a documentary, like there's a lot of like YouTube footage of like uh, documenting how difficult it was. People like forget how difficult it is to, for what he accomplished in the Hollywood sense. Yeah. We haven't had anybody even... Like, I think it, my understanding is effectively physical torture would happen to him, like like the, the amount of abuse that he took on the set from doing what he did. Like, well, not just yeah. I mean, like like uh, for like um he like um his success like um uh, the amount of success that he was able to accomplish. Like, I don't think he was. I mean, he he had goals. He always set goals, and he was like always yeah. like, persistent and yeah. and um uh, was chasing dreams. And like yeah, he, yeah. he didn't let other people tell him he couldn't do something, which is yeah. awesome. But um, Which is the point of this podcast yeah. overall, by the way, tying yeah. it all in together. Yeah. Good job. Uh, but, you know, it's a... I usually don't get offended um, because, you know, most of um, what is out there is, you know, things happen. And, like, yeah. uh, if it's uh, something for Hollywood-based or movies, it's art. Yeah. You know, like, you're allowed some freedom. Yeah. But at the same time, like, so, like, you know... I actually really like um, when I first saw Kill Bill. Um, my yeah. first first initial thought when she had the yellow jumpsuit on, I was not sure how. My initial thought was, I'm not sure how this is go, where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a ripoff. It's it's a ripoff, but actually, when you look at how the context is yeah. and you hear the music, it's a homage. That's Absolutely. What, yeah. You know, so that's what people and, like. And you know, it's, it's, an, it's an it's one that advances yes. the message too because it's yeah. a woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's like a woman can be just as badass as Bruce yeah. Lee. Yeah, and, and it's, so it's like yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where exactly. I love the <laughs> yeah. scene. I love yeah. uh, like it is gory, but it is awesome. But it's <laughs> it's so over the top that it's making a specific point about violence, and it's making a comment about his own goddamn violence. Yeah, I fucking love Tarantino. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's uh, hate hateful eight though. God. <laughs> So atrocious to me. Oh, uh, that was the last movie, right? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. Literally every other movie of his, I've given an A plus. Yeah. Except for Jackie Brown, which I give an A. Okay. Because yeah. Jackie Brown was great, but it wasn't his material, so it was yeah. a little bit of a letdown that it didn't have his same edge yeah. in it. Elmore Leonard's great. It was yeah. a great movie, and it it did some amazing things, particularly having Pam Greer in her fifties as your lead. Fuck yeah. Yes, we need more old yeah. black women. We need more old women we in general in pop culture. Coffee cafe which is why Ozark is good. Yeah. <laughs> Ozark is good. It has Laura Linney playing her actual age, which is in her 50s or whatever, and she just looks like a woman in her 50s oh, damn right. and just acts like a woman in her 50s and has fucking sex and Get a girl. gets some shit done. Yeah. It's really good. It's, it's really dark, though. This show is fucked up, but. Right? Whew, but it's. Yeah. Maybe if you're not easily funny. triggered, watch it. If oh. you're easily triggered, it could be fucking triggered. <laughs> Didn't we so have like this huge conversation tri- about how we're all empaths earlier? All right, yeah. cool. Just making sure. Yeah, but <laughs> no, but I separate trigger from empath, though. I mean, they're highly correlated. But they are. Like, yeah. When I say trigger, I think of you personally having negative effects of it. And, and how would that happen? Well, 
<laughs> no, what I'm saying is I don't want to be there. I'm giving the, you a hard time. I, I know you are. I just I don't want... <laughs> been there, done that. Yes, absolutely. But I also... That's part of why I do it the way I do it now is I don't want to be the cause of those negative things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. being triggered is one of those negative things. I see. So... Um, well, I pay much more attention that. to that stuff than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, uh, we we model by conversation. This is so. This turned out to be super political. Just FYI, I, like it. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I, when it was this four people, I was like, yeah. Also, <laughs> when you tell people, oh. this is always human nature. You tell someone you can't talk about this. You know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Also, this shit happened just now. Yeah. So yeah. it's not the like we could. Right. It's on your mind. Everything you're going to think about. That's just like the thing that happened. In, oh fuck! That's what we're not supposed. To, yeah. So no. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll admit, yesterday um, I spent very little time thinking about it. I skipped um, it all yesterday. That's why I posted about it today. Yeah. Actually, I. Um, Samara I, mentioned it, but that was it. I went to two. Uh, I went to two improv jams, and then hung out with everybody, and then went to see a show, and then just. And I, I saw it. It wasn't just me. It was, um, so, I mean, I haven't gotten that close to everybody in the improv community yet, but there was someone that I was sitting with that night that did almost the same thing I did, was doing the jam, going to the show, hanging out. We weren't really talking about it, and then kind of uh, turned around and made a very poignant post this morning about not staying silent anymore. And I, I was very happy. I mean, it was very... Um, I actually made that sad emoji reaction to it uh, because, you know, I think it's sad. I think sad is my initial reaction. But at the same time, uh, it's very uh, hopeful for me, ultimately, to see that even when we make a conscious decision to care for ourselves, to have to disconnect a little bit from what's going on just so we can take a step back and really process what happened before we react. I mean, it's actually a good thing. So I, I, like, fully believe, Mm -hmm. and everything I see, even all during this Trump stuff, I fully believe is that human society and human thought and the way we are as people evolves just like all this other stuff does. Evolution is real and it's universal. So we have cultural evolution and... The way we reacted 50 years ago is not the way we react now. And it's the way we react now is not going to be the way we react. And it isn't a progressive motion. And all of history shows that. In the earliest time period, if you wanted to have sex with someone, you hit them with your club and did whatever. Which is also what you did in the 1950s on college campuses. I mean, so many so, Captain Caveman! Boys. Yeah, so, like, yeah, no. So, but over time... Like a basement of unconscious <laughs> boyfriends. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's just like a, like, a, like a stock market thing. It's not a straight line up. Progress has never been, and it never will be a straight line up. But the overall thing is a straight line, and there is truth to the cliche that wounded animals fight harder. If you think you're going to die, you fucking punch harder, because you think you're going to die. And so conservatives but then we're also and racists. That's a necessity in order to have initiative, and I don't think that's. No, no, no. I'm saying that's that's a segment of the population, and they're the minority. And the way you defeat them is by just you can do it. <laughs> you want to make a change, you can do it, and it doesn't have to be a change at the national goddamn level. You don't have to change everything. Each individual change, each individual interaction, every conversation you have during the day influences the people you talk to. Everything you post on Facebook. Everything you hit the fucking like button on. Because you know what happens 
to most people, when you hit that like button, they see, oh, Tamikaze like that. That fucking adds up. And I don't mean yeah. that facetiously in the slightest, because you all know just just then that you're like, shit, I remember when Tamikaze liked my post. I, te- I don't always know <laughs> when every single person likes every single thing. And sure. And for, and it's the, hard to keep up because And yes, the, and the doubt creeps back in afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there's initial ones, you need more of them. More liking of other friends' posts gives them more of those initial fucking touch points, and they feel a little better. A hundred people tell you that your post was good means a lot different than five. And it actually means something not just in your personal self-interest. If a hundred people were willing to say yes about that, that influenced them directly, and they're going to remember that next time something related comes up. That's how all this works. And it is all those subtle interactions. That's why shit like the MTV's The Real World is one of the most important things in the history of gay equality. Okay. Because in season three, the San Francisco season, they had a guy on there named Pedro Mm -hmm. and his boyfriend, and they had AIDS, and Pedro died during the season. They also had a white supremacist racist skateboard fuck who hated on them there during the season. All these kids. Was it Matthew Lillard? I'm just kidding. I love. Matthew <laughs> no, it wasn't. Can, no, Matthew Lillard was a good can guy. Can we just talk about Matthew how awesome Matthew Lillard is? Lillard is awesome. Is? Yes. Just, SLC like, Punk. Seriously, yeah. no, just skate TV. But you're Ma- sure, Matthew, yes. Matthew, are yes. you listening? I love you. <laughs> so no, it is a direct. <laughs> this conversation is directly related to Matthew Lillard. That line at the end of SLC Punk. How somebody who has already <laughs> skate kids are one of their they. In the 80s and 90s, skate kids were also part of an of a group of people that were stereotyped and and mistreated. And even then, even having that experience and having that precedence, I never understood why people from that background in the skate community ever didn't understand. It's the same thing with punk to me. Minority. It's the same thing with the racist punk crowd too. It doesn't I make any fucking sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Punk is a bottom up fight. Goddamn people are beating people up and killing them. Like it's like it's a violent reaction, musical reaction to dominance and what power. What was that Twitter handle? Human <sighs> goat. The one that was <laughs> the one that like addressed that. What if what if white people were actually we're actually stereotyped. We're actually dealing with oppression years back forward. And and that was that's really quite interesting. I mean It's I, a brilliant concept for writing. Do you mean do you know what I'm talking about? It that? sounds familiar, but I don't I'm not remembering it, but no. That's highly unfortunate. It's unfortunate that I, I you know, I wish I memorized every single So we've done we've like so I think like as much as I love the show Ozark, which I, I haven't watched the very ending yet. And it's really dark and it's got this thing. It's still, like, it's a story with some problems in that, like, we've seen in our popular culture every story about a white dude at every part of his temptation or evolution or whatever. So the best it can be is a uh, a rehash of Breaking Bad or and Breaking Bad's just a better retelling of the Star Wars prequels and it's just like these stories go back and back it's like there's a story of oh someone that starts off as normal and innocent becomes evil and dark that's a story you can tell a billion different ways and we've seen literally all billion of those for white dudes <laughs> I so mean I, I we've seen thing. where they got so where a white dude got so evil he became like James Earl Jones 
So, like, we've seen all of the white dude dark down. So, it's like, and that's what Ozark is. It's one of those, like, you know, I'm a regular white family man going into, like, a dark period. I'm a soprano or, a, you know, you know, every TV show ever for the last decade. Um, and this is just a version of that with Jason Bateman. So, it's really good because Jason Bateman's goddamn Jason Bateman. Um, and it's got some really interesting sexual and sexuality. There's, like, a gay... Duck Dynasty guy in it, and Duck Dynasty. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Gay a, Duck Dynasty. There's a gay Duck no, Dynasty you're, you're guy. You're not supposed to cross the streams. I oh, they crossed like, the streams. This a moral imperative out yeah. of a, a documentary. I believe the name was Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, 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 um, Bill Murray has never lied to me. Okay, except so about I found out this Twitter handle. It's Julius Goat. <laughs> and then Julius Goat starts off the thread by saying, imagine if these people ever faced actual oppression. And here are some of the lines. I will not read all of them, but here's one of them. <laughs> Nobody is trying to legislate away their right to marry. Nobody is trying to make them buy insurance to pay for male health care. <laughs> There's no history of centuries of bad science devoted to proving their intellectual inferiority. That's not newsworthy. The president has not set up a Google. hotline to report crime committed at their hands. Dang. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to see these people get all the oppression they insist they receive just for a year, just to see. Um, call call give, it the purge. Give them a world <laughs> where their polo shirt, wait for it, their polo shirt makes people nervous, so they're kicked off the flight from Pittsburgh to Indianapolis. <laughs> Despite um, their medical license. Give them a world where if they pulled up on a campus with torches lit and started throwing hands, the cops would punch their eyes out. Nice. <laughs> when you're accustomed to privilege, equality looks like of discrimination. That. Some of these are really fucking great. And this just keeps going. It just keeps going on. And it's like in light of what happened um, in Charlottesville, and I know we keep going back to that, but let's be real. I think so, but it's, it's kind of like thinking about it is kind of what RevX is about, though. Too is like that's the whole <laughs> fucking point of what we're doing is to try and create a world where people don't think doing this shit is a good idea. Mm-hmm. That people don't think that voting for Trump is a good idea, and they don't think of it because they they get exposed to people of different genders and races and sexualities and they? thoughts. Well, that's that's the goal. That's the goal, and it it does happen. Yes, I I get interact I interact with people all the time. It happens, and so there's no time where we'll say, for instance, with shows I've seen you do a lot. There's no time where every single person in that crowd was an intellectual feminist who agreed with you before the show, but after the show, more people were than weren't. So every one of those little shows, every one of those little things, it proves this thing. Every time you do a karaoke song and you say the word when the N-word is supposed to come up and you don't say it and you say something else, you have changed the world for the better. Because these interactions mean something. People notice that. You notice, you know how I know I notice it? Because I never say it and I always see reactions. And I always see reactions from black people that are amazingly satisfied. You know why I don't say the N-word? <laughs> Because I fucking care about history. Yeah, I, I'm a historian. Of course, I'm not saying that fucking word. I'm a historian of rap. Think, oh, I'm a devotee. This is a, this doesn't have any any moral significance. It doesn't have any definite de- yeah. definitive significance. And the thing is, like, this is why I also no, don't do like it, shitty parody rap either. Because I have to when I perform rap, I have to perform original songs that are <laughs> songs that are true to my experience 
and respectful of the art form. You know what I think, though? I think that Sean so that's and why it's hardcore been super, left. super talkative this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we just will not stop talking. <laughs> Again, all this gets edited, so we'll be, it'll, be like, it'll work out. It will work out. I don't it'll care. I'm going yeah. to address it anyway. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's I all good. that. You get your little streaks in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, just, I'm giving you guys a hard time because I can. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I would say that I go along with any of the hard timing because of, like, you know, the wine and the... I also and, am trying to figure out if I'm doing a performance tomorrow or not, and that means I have to, like, check my phone constantly, which kind of takes away from my engagement a little bit. Yeah. It's all good. But you're, you're, like, you've... We've had you on stuff before. I'll have you on stuff again, so... Of the... This is this. At a minimum, this will be the fourth podcast we do, and you'll have been on three of them. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think we're I, either two or three. I think I'm one. Did, um, we I've did been the, on every the, the other one, one was, from the very beginning. Not, not, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not even close to three. Or this one, or only this one. We one did two those. at uh, when we lived with Jeremy. We did two of the drinking <laughs> game game show. I did not do either. I of I don't those. think you did either. Of those. Oh, was that recorded? Yes. Yeah, there's two. Yeah, they're on Bandcamp. They're on, they're on the, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Oh, although SoundCloud is under, I guess they should. Yeah, I helped. Um, All the podcasts go on SoundCloud the, just because it's the easiest uh, the storage the thing, and it's not copyright. So, like when we do like the cover songs, even when they're using karaoke or real beats, we can't put them on SoundCloud. Right? Yeah, we can't put them on rehab, rehab nation. Reverb nation. Reverb nation. <laughs> rehab nation. <laughs> You can put them on Bandcamp. So as long as you're doing I mean, like right a, the first time in the context of if you're doing, not branding. If you're doing like like Bandcamp doesn't even care at all if what you're doing is transformative. They're not even gonna fuck with you. Whereas the others, any sampling or whatever is cut yeah. off. Whereas Bandcamp says if you're doing transformative original work, you know you can. We'll back you up on it. So this one time at Bandcamp, exactly. I, <laughs> Bandcamp and Bandcamp is the primary. That's the primary RevX yeah. release point. So and cool. I don't think we're ever going to charge for albums. Like we'll hook people up with companies if they want to move on and stuff. But like we're just a little DC funnel. Okay. We'll funnel people of talent to wherever they want to go. They just want to have fun doing cool local stuff. That's what we'll do. Mm. That's what I'm gonna be doing. Like I'm not signing with a big label unless, well, I mean, if they offer me a, you know, <laughs> a contract, or but RevX would still be separate from that. Okay. <laughs> like, so I, like I, I got over this this concept of like people like say, oh, this is doing this or that is selling out. I was like, if getting my message to more people, even if I change the basic wording of that message, if my message still gets across, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. What they're and and again, I always advise candidates when I was working on campaigns to take money from bad guys. If a bad guy wants to contribute to your campaign, promise them that you'll use that money against them, and accept the fucking check. <laughs> they made the dumbass mistake to think it could buy you. Use that thing to defeat them. So, I have no problem with like say Elizabeth Warren taking like an oil company check because she's going to vote against them every goddamn time. If they're dumb enough to give it to her, that's their dumbass loss, and we'll use it to defeat them. So I have no problem with that kind of stuff. And I always like if someone is saying something you know insane, all of a sudden you depart from that kind of a thing. I you do know? what I want. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the as, as you were, as you were. 
I think one of the challenges that we see uh, among is the mindset that if you do A, you can't be B, and yeah. that does concern you me. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, it concerns me. Like, well, you accepted money from a corporation, so you must be in their back pocket, and. I mean, it, that, there's that absolutism. I mean, it's a l- little bit different from what about if-ism. Absolutism but, is always wrong. Well, it's the only right absolute. Right. Only the Sith deal. In <laughs> <absolutes>. <laughs> <laughs> only the Sith deal in absolutes. Excuse me. And if you look at if you look at your uh, well, there is one other scenario. You know, the double bars around your numbers; those are absolute values. <laughs> I do love it when one of my nerdy podcasts gets too nerdy for even me. When even I don't even understand the nerdy level. I'm, so I get conceptually welcome, what you're talking girls. about, but I don't understand it. So that's awesome. Remember in Florida? When any room we were in, we were by far the nerdiest people. I like that. Up here. No, no. I like that here too, though, that I'm not. Up here, no, I'm only the nerdiest me. person in the room if I go to Adams Morgan. <laughs> Okay, I believe that. I believe that. That's anywhere fair. else in town. I'm I don't not think the you're nerdiest person in the room. Anything that's shocking to anyone. Um, I think we're just addressing the reality. Just, just keep in mind that the DC Art Center isn't Ms. Morgan, so that's not true either. Oh, it's it's just that they're hidden. I think what Kenny is trying to say is that he is there after the hours of nine and six p.m. Mm. <laughs> I'm saying I don't go there. I'm the people working. who are working at the museum. If someone's at, the, at a show at that particular place, I'll center. go to it, and that's it. Yeah, no. The, the people who are working the head at, shop. There's a head shop over there. Oh, that's right. That's right. There is a head shop. I mean, I don't know that. I hear they have this beautifully colored thing called a Lady Rainabong. <laughs> Lady Rainabong. You have no idea what that is. Where is your Lady Rainabong? <laughs> in one if of the many one. secret hidden doorways right. to another dimension in the Red Room. So what is a Lady Rainabong event horizon? Is Scary. it Scary. A... <laughs> so it, it's not a door. Is it the refrigerator? I think it's the fridge. I think it's where Zool lives. There is no Zool, only NATO. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're, we're, really, we're having so many breakthroughs right now. This, this is really good we're for no, society. We are You're in, welcome, world. We are our two... Hello, world. We are two hours and 40 minutes into what will be a 20-minute podcast. <laughs> And, like, as a percentage compared to what they actually said, that would be, like, six seconds for Tom (laughs) and, like, one minute for Sean. (laughs) And then, like, 80 minutes for me. Do you want to start a band called Six Seconds for Tom? (laughs) Six seconds for Tom. I want to start every band ever. I, I think... No, I only, like... The concept of creating music in this era, you can always create whatever music you want. It's free, it's we easy, it's cheap. We should be a punk anthem band, and we should open for Green Day. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking do it. Like, you know how easy it is? We're doing... We're doing this is karaoke, awful idea world. Just, we're doing just, Karaoke Idiot what, as wait, a show. Rev X really? is doing oh, okay. every well, look, song from American Idiot. At least you're going Idiot. with the album that's not so terrible. <laughs> it's fun, I, it's I a musical. I think that's Dookie would have been far superior, but I appreciate but your not a musical. It can be. Yes, it can be. 
Exactly. And that's the point of RevX is we'll do any little I fucking thing anybody wants to do. We're going to do y'all's Celebrity Jeopardy thing. Do, We're going to do that as a video. Right, sure. We're going to uh, do that as a RevX video. The day is mine, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that we need a Wolverine. Famous Wolverine mu- musical, but like we take modern rock songs and we provide the props and we have people sign up for parts to do the parts. All right, so like, you're uh, the director. Let's do it. <laughs> like, I already have the songs, but let's, I have not released all the songs. I'm going to improvise I'm not do it. I've not released all the songs because I still want to do them for district. RevX, let's do it. <laughs> pause, pause, pause. Didn't, didn't Lansky mention that this is the uh, algorithm that makes a jukebox play? <laughs> really? Charles? I think so Charles you said Lansky, it. which makes Lansky. me think of Meyer. Oh. Charles Lasky is who oh, you're Lasky. talking oh, about. Lasky. I have been calling. I have been calling him Lansky. No, let's Lansky's just, a right, gangster pause, or something. Pause, pause, Lansky, pause, right? pause. That's a gangster. Or all something. right. First of all, I would like to. I would like to apologize to Charles. He was almost <laughs> here. You could have said that to I his face. I could have said it to his face, which yeah. is even better. Even better, honestly. <laughs> he but would have been here if he could have. Bro, I just want you to know that I have been putting the wrong consonant in your name for like four years. Oh no! And I am not sorry because it sounds way better. Put a wrong consonant on my last name. There are no B's in my last name. What are you trying to say? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) People spell my last name wrong all the time. Uh, I got But you get a double M quite often too, right? Oh, I get all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you say it, I guess if you say it, people always put a B, right? They would always, yeah. (laughs) I'm spelling my last name. Law? Double M. One M. So you know what my last name is, right? Yeah. No, Q as in Cornell. (laughs) Because everybody always says Cornell when I say Quinnell, and they say Cornell, and it's like, no, Q as in Cornell. I've gotten that one, that, but yeah. that's a lower one. But it's not. An I don't uncommon. know where people are making. They, they, you would have to imagine the letter T in a name that you would never have. The letter would not have come up in any context for whatsoever. Some, and for some reason, shit like that happens to people all the time. So there was. Yeah. Why do it's not a schema? What letters are schemas it's, for it's other a, letters? I it's don't just understand. a brain. It's just a brain block thing. So, like I get it. It makes total sense no, to me. As someone understand. with Asperger's, so I, I very frequently. With a lot, but that's not one of those things. Tom would like to get a seventh second. In. Yes. Can we get? Can we get your opinion? So, because you've been oh, talking <laughs> so much. Oh, sorry. Anyway. Second eight. So second eight. The, Wait a minute. We'll give you a chance in a oh, minute. Right, I'm gonna okay. let you finish. Right. No, you didn't. All right, okay, Tom. That is your cue. That's your cue. Drop your mic. Q as in Cornell. The whole like. People kept spelling my name wrong, and my sister too. We'd be like, like we'd just go like my sister would be like, lamb with no B. And so like, the one time the lady's like, oh, so Christine Lamb Noby. Lamb Noby like a character from like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> There are a couple of movies that have jokes. There are a couple of movies that have jokes on that one. They're some of the funniest jokes ever, and I can think of none of them right now. Wow. Yeah. I just want to play Mortal Kombat. There are so many Mortal Kombat people at the NerdCon. 
We went downtown I'm near sorry, the nerd. I can't hear you. Get over Oticon. 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 I never even heard of it. is a big deal. What kind of con is it? It's like Japanese and anime and. Oh, that makes a lot of sense because everybody had spiky hair. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, like, we went down there for Little some raid battles here. and stuff. Like, the, I got Lugia. like Pikachu. I got Lugia I with really a... Have, I really should have. Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a, you know what's happening in Yokohama right now is the Pikachu outbreak. No, you guys. The Pikachu outbreak is happening in Yokohama Have you ever heard of right Pikachu now. when they're sad? Oh. oh. Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> Are we doing impressions now? Is that, no, is that no, the part no, of the we're podcast? not. That was actually a Pikachu came inside and just like did that and ran away. <laughs> I a lot didn't of Pikachu even, run away. Look, I just feed them. Okay, I yeah. don't. I I only own three. <laughs> impressions, Pokemon. A Jedi needs not these things. <laughs> That guy completely drowned out. No, seriously, how many... Scorpion eats pizza too. <laughs> oh, so... Y'all non-Pokemon playing motherfuckers. Y'all non-Pokemon playing motherfuckers. You're going to edit all the Pikachu sound effects, right? So, that, oh, that's going to be... Totally not. That's going to be... This is... That's going to be what, like, like the Wilhelm scream and just be in like a hundred movies eventually. You know, because I'm going to be a very prolific filmmaker, and like m- filmmaking, that's what it, uh, that's where I'm going. I'm headed. Boom. Listen, it's so listen, boom. It's so listen. easy. Done. I know. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that that the um, renowned impression that I have given just now <laughs> will replace all things Pikachu like, but um, actually, no, I don't believe any of that, and I think that that you should erase this. Is this is you should burn light this on fire, kill it with fire. So I, I do have a or shitty sure. laptop, but I'm not going to set it on fire. How about now? No. <laughs> the, the eye doesn't work and it can't process video. Although I got I got I got Adobe Premiere now, Premiere Pro. So I'm like I'm starting to take this shit seriously. Yeah, so it's imagery and audio. Yeah, and I'm going to have to remember one. to disable on my fucking camera the goddamn autofocus because it's such a nightmare for filming. Oh, telephones do it automatically, and real cameras never do it, and I forget. So I only need about six hundred and fifteen. The frames per second. <laughs> yeah, what's your FPS? Is it sixty? Six hundred fifteen thousand XP to get to level four. Some people say to shoot in that and then convert. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced of that either, honestly. But here's the yeah. thing: I think that having slow motion cuts when audio is unnecessary is totally a great thing. I like diversity Please of presentation. Please reference my music video I made about a Sheltie dog <laughs> two years ago that Popville covered. No, Kim, but but seriously, like I use slow mo in the intro for the the Miles Mister Kid Goes to Washington. Yeah, Mister Kid Goes to Washington. Yeah, I also sped um, some stuff up too. Like, and then there's my favorite was the episode two, the cut where I used the crash. On the one that I had shaky cam on accident, and I put yes. two shaky cams together and put the crash over it. And then he says technical difficulties. Yes, God damn, what good. a good edit! That Ugh. was a good edit. That was a good. Yeah, cut. that was good. That was I, a purposeful choice. I believe on it. my second movie. It. Mr. Kid goes to Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are still listening, and I doubt it, but let me just tell you, Mr. Kid goes to Washington is adorbs AF <laughs> and is on fleek. And this this child, how old is Miles? He is 12 and he wants to move to D.C. right now. All right. 
Miles, was, <laughs> Miles, right. who is twelve, would like to. Um, he has he a fellowship over, best at the ACLU. He will be um, coming into DC as a fellow, and um, at the age of twelve, this is none of this is true. He's awesome, and you can find out why by watching Mr. Kid Goes to Washington. Yeah, wait till you wait till it. So we did. I like number one. I really like number one. I, I may have liked number was, one more than number two, to be honest. There was so there was supposed to be more stuff in number two, but apparently I filmed it at twenty frames per second, and I, I can't get it to convert where the audio matches. So it's it's dead footage basically. I can't and, and like I've tried in different programs it's to such convert a it. Fetus view you have, Mr. Quinnell. It's. It's really like it's like two minutes worth of footage that's going to take me twenty hours to try and figure out. Or you have priorities, and there are better ways to do this. But there's one of those. Yeah. So I will just. But I've got. So when I was in Tallahassee with the kids, I shot an entire Sweden version of the movie "What We Do in the Shadows" vampire mockumentary. That's so great. (laughs) I have all the footage. Uh, and we are wolves is the sequel, and yes. I, my swearwolves. Swearwolves, swear not werewolves. <laughs> so that part, that part's <laughs> not in it. But we had to cut it down. It's, yeah, you know, no, it's, it'll be under thirty oh, minutes, so and good. it's just oh, the okay. three of them and a couple of minor things with me. But also, I was so good at it. In addition to shooting the footage, I had them do recording sessions where they dubbed all their vocals, so I can fill in on the stuff that was bad recorded live. Exactly, and no, I have that's all exactly of that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do that then, on Premiere you know, Pro. I've been using Lightworks for Mr. Kid, and I'm not going to use it for... Pro, for the. I'm going to use Premiere Pro and yeah, learn it on... Yeah, industry standard. Yeah. Final Cut's going away, I think. Because, I mean, honestly, yeah. Premiere Pro has been... Um, now, we can talk shop all fucking day. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, let know, seriously. This, this but is... Un- Premiere so Pro, for Recording one, on here is endless, so it doesn't matter if we go on tangents. It will yeah. be edited into different... Configurations, Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, in a sense, that if you you know, in in the scope of, of um, compiling and importing audio from an external resource and having that along with your video footage and the audio that goes with that footage, you can link that um, Premiere to your Adobe Audition um, because those things are completely in sync with each other. And as you update something in Audition, actually goes back and tells Premiere that this is what we're going to do with this audio track. Wow. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I like. It's funny to me that at this point, because really up until very, very recently, the concept of directing to me was just like, no, there's no fucking way I can ever do that. And now, really? it, it, might, now it might be the number one thing I think I can pull off. Are you like, still going to my mockumentary? Because we need to talk. <laughs> because it's kind of about chest hair and I think that you yeah, I absolutely do it I'm yeah. making my own mockumentaries alright yeah we can, so, we can uh, yeah and I reciprocate What what's happening oh okay I All have right. chest That's hair what you do and it's you do. great Guys, it just, it's great for those of you who are only listening it's and unable to see what's happening <laughs> um, Kenneth Quinnell is now rep- he is presenting his chest hair <laughs> <laughs> to the world <laughs> As if there were any... You don't know what you're missing. As if there were any way I would not edit that <laughs> if I thought it were a problem. <laughs> I hope you don't, because I think people oh, need I would to edit. know so this, I, the so glory I, in which you present to the so world. So there's so much goodness. goodness in the Nerdist <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I want to really heavily endorse this show, because basically, it is basically what we just did. It's just... 
Chris Hardwick and Jonah Ray, who's on the new uh, Mystery Science Theater. He's the guy. Yep. The one and, that looks like uh, Joshua Anajar. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then another comedian named Matt Myra, and they yeah. run the podcast with occasionally other people and on Pat there. Oswald. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but then, so the Nerdist has those three guys. Jonah Ray's one of them, and they're like interviewing, and they just have smart, cool, creative people come on there. And because he's a fan, and it's positive, post post. New positivism. Post new positivism. Not post. There's no That's post in mine. No, no. Post is not in mine. Mine is new positivism. All right. Well, we're we're now we're confusing being positive with positivism was a not quite. Base. I, I okay. I, how are they different? What are you trying to say? So I'll come back to that because that's a whole uh, side right, conversation. Okay, yes. You know, I had something to say about positivity that I don't think I ended up saying. So why don't I say? We're it? gonna have do a, it. Yeah, bring it in. Yeah, bring it in right now. Because we that's the. Track we're going because you've been talking so much. Sean. So much. I've been talking so much. <laughs> we have three podcasts here. Two, of them, the are, man two of them are just me and you. <laughs> I. Then there's one with the three of us. I have <laughs> read a little bit, and this is just a curiosity about the question is positive thinking or the general idea of positive thinking always helpful? And. I think that's a good hypothesis to ask is something that we need to explore because there has been... And it's not all scientifically based, as you may be well aware. A lot of it comes from, like, uh, let's say... Uh, I'll use Eckhart Tolle, for example. Like, he went on Oprah, and Oprah really bought into it. And, of course, there was a time when... The 90s especially. Oprah says something, you do it. That was... And she was so wrong on so. So when Osteen you say positivism, and, like, so you, many are you talking about in a sense of, of of taking science in a philosophical way and accepting it as a method of finding reality, or do you mean positivism as in the good in instead of pessimism? Well, yeah, just uh, being positive or be you know all that like okay, po- very positive thinking, and, and in, right, and in so, in the. Um, opposite of pessimism. Right. Okay. And, you know, I don't think positivism, uh, positivity is a bad thing in general, but if it is used as a means of avoiding negativity, that may be real and may be something you need to deal with. So here's, here's, and there's a lot of overlap, but the thing, so here's how I describe new positivism, and I've never done a full thing because it's literally a book, I think, in terms of fully explaining it. And I, again, Trump delayed it a little bit. I don't think Trump actually negatively impacts the theory, yet, although at first I thought it might. But basically, there's a, a new and developing way of thinking, and it's a rejection in a positive direction. It's not the only way of thinking, but it's a rejection in a positive direction of postmodernism. The idea that there is no objective truth, and it's also at the same time a rejection of the Gen X nihilism and cynicism. It's so, but it's 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 also a very realistic thing, and so it's and it's super common among millennials, and particularly common among millennial creative types, in that they recognize and see that these bad things exist in the world, that these bad structures exist, and bad things are happening, and that some of their art has these bad things in it, but. They're going to realistically recognize that, observe it, and still take what good they want from this thing, 
and figure out solutions and positive directions as opposed to just the pure cynicism of Generation X. Okay. We were nihilistic. And I think that the younger generation has rejected that. And there's some older people who are into it. And I fully believe what I'm saying. I'm not just, but I'm also observing it. I'm seeing it. It's not what's dominant yet. But it's a growing thing. As people are saying, no, there is objective reality. Racism is bad. We can say that racism and sexism and homophobia are bad. And we can say that rape culture exists and these things exist. I'm still going to like Iron Fist, but I'm going to recognize and call out its problematic things. So I won't totally ban this thing. I won't totally reject it unless it's violently or explicitly... There's a difference. There's degrees, of course. So well, you're violence something. is bad, whereas yeah. like stereotypes is not as bad as violence. And so there are varying degrees. Is it an innocent stereotype? Or are yeah. you being malicious? There's, so there's these things matter. And the 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 Marvel thing is relatively mildly offensive. It's offensive, but there are many things more offensive than Iron Fist. <laughs> well, you're there are many things from Marvel something. more offensive than Iron Fist. So even you know, but it is aside offensive. from topic matter, you're yeah. addressing something that that's not talked about often enough, and it's that is something purely acceptable or purely something you can disregard or um, well, just we can ignore. do whatever we want. This but is that's the thing. thing is like we as human beings, people don't like the idea of doing this. But I think that this is how we grow: is we look at something, we we accept what we think is acceptable yeah. through. Through acknowledgement and through and through um, comparison and through accepting all points, and then we we either accept or and then there are parts. It's okay not to accept the whole thing. You don't have to take Absol- in the absolutely whole thing, yes, and you don't have you don't have to right. So you don't. C three PO in the original three Star Wars says how rude. It's the most atrocious prequel line ever. Is when Jar Jar says it. C three PO says the same fucking line in the other thing, and nobody hates C three PO. How rude. That's C-3PO. And then everybody hates Jar Jar for it. So that's like a perfect example of what you're saying. Okay, so, that there right, can be, and that's an yeah. element, right? Yes. Because, and, yeah. and that's the thing, like... The first three Star Wars movies are fucking amazing. Grow, but how and, rude is in them? Right. Well... So it's know, got problems. Address things like <laughs> that. No, say, exactly. say to yourself, okay, this is something that I can see the full picture of. This is the part that I think is okay. And this Hire is the, the guy part from I Attack can identify with. And this part I don't agree with. And that's <laughs> and it's really that that's the thing is that there people I think have a sense of of being forced to to um, either you're with all of it or you're not. And there, it's like this dichotomy, this like yes or no, this like black and yeah. white, this Well this and so no there, and there's room area. for that. People people can be uncomfortable with stuff. They just don't say that publicly. Like I get that it's problematic. Like sure. I and I get that if you're and 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 there is absolutely educational and IQ biases in this stuff. So people who have a sixty IQ, it's harder for them not to be racist than someone with a hundred and twenty IQ. Just by definition, someone who's graduated college, by definition, on average, will be less racist than someone who has sixth grade education. So, like, there are some parallels there, but they don't explain most of it. <laughs> so it's I, more I'm than not going to make yeah. that correlation. Yeah. I really, I also believe it's in the science, though. It I, is there. Are, there are education and IQ correlations, but they're really tiny. What I'm saying is they're not as. Everybody thinks that everybody who's 
evil is stupid and uneducated. And it's totally not ap- okay, accurate let's, at all. Yeah, exactly. I'm and saying it's like two percent difference. Right. And let's yeah. let's just make yeah, yeah. a point, even because it's much yeah. later now, yeah. that we're we are not saying that IQ is necessarily correlated with people who are willing to make terroristic acts happen. And that is super important. There are very intelligent people who have justified terrorist acts because of terrorism doesn't ter- happen if you're dumb, you fail. You gotta be smart to pull that shit off. You got to be smart to understand the to, local right, like successfully maybe yeah. maybe but maybe all you need is your your or free access started. to a gun <laughs> maybe all you need is yeah. the ignition ignition excuse yeah. me words how do they work ignition yeah. to your car but I also but I think there are different levels there like like of course there are so because I don't nothing think is one yeah. level of everything so like There's, you can predict with a hundred percent accuracy. Someone espousing crazy ass views who buys a lot of guns doing something violent. One more time. So, someone who's like literally every single person who's gone off on some kind of violent shooting spree had very, very, very clear public historical records in modern times. Social media things where they were on hate sites. Like there was a there was a thing article on this the other day that I read. That there's this very high correlation. That there, there are massive warning signs in the modern time because of and the just social media those footprint. Warning signs exist yeah. doesn't mean that we have the establishments in place in order to rec- record. Those. We're not even remotely prepared to how to do it. And no, and well, right because <laughs> well, here's level. what's going to happen: recognize, is, react, whatever. We right, have no fucking clue. People are going to see these things, and they're also going to say. Look, we're we are our rights are being limited because of our opinions, and, and we are feel saddened by the reality of society, we're, and we're being punished for that. And so on this, I think really we believe that shit. On this, we're further behind than I think we are, than most people think we are, because kids have unlimited access to whatever's on YouTube, and they have unlimited, and there's nothing you can do to stop them. Good. No, it's not good. It is good. It's just so, like the content that they access may be a problem. But here's what I think is that no, no. the, 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 abs- the ability seeing... that they can do it is not the problem. No, it, it absolutely is. The idea okay. that there Tell are... Tell me why. The, the absolute reason that there are racist and sexist videos on YouTube is the problem. Because it is literally impossible to stop a kid from getting to YouTube. It cannot be done. You cannot control what they watch on YouTube. There's zero percent success rate in limiting that, so I YouTube has to even, censor hate speech. It has oh, to. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you're okay. trying to say. I would. I, I think Carlin, the world, yes, and Miles are getting MRA shit. Not Miles, Carlin and Jack, and have said sexist things to me. Carlin sent me a video denying that rape culture exists. He lives what, with from, only from women. What channel? Just from random ass shit on YouTube. They're watching Pepe the Frog videos. That's horrifying. Yes, it is. So, we've been taught falsely that unlimited free speech is the highest goal. It's fucking not. And Germany proves that it's not. Germany banished hate speech. Germany banished Nazism. And their violence based on Nazism decreased drastically. Right, because they've, they've made it a systematic wrong. Freedom of speech is fine up to a point. When you advocate, and it's never been legal, constitutionally otherwise, to advocate for violence in the name of speech. You say, I'm going to kill the president, you have committed a federal crime and they can execute you. Just for saying it. 
that's 100% the history of the the only people that even remotely can get away with it are people in the media if you were caught on a, a, a tap just making a conversation about doing an attack on the government you would be in Gitmo in five seconds here now when these people do this in Miami or wherever else that's why shit happens elsewhere here if you did something you said something like that you have no freedom to plan a terrorist attack even as a joke that's that's a fucking unconstitutional thing. You can't even joke about it. Then there are four categories of shit that fit into that category. And any advocation of violence or sedition, you know, the Confederacy, that shit's all unconstitutional. I, I take that back. It's not unconstitutional. It's not constitutionally protected. The lack of a protection doesn't mean something's illegal. It means it's left up to local or congressional law. And we've made hate speech illegal. <laughs> Rightfully so. I can't speak for Virginia, but the governor seems to think what happened was illegal speech. So he well, said so. the governor so. asked everybody to fucking go home. But he also blamed the right people, <laughs> unlike the president. Unlike he said, the president. Also, TV torture. Yeah, right. It, it yeah. wasn't a matter of speech. It, it yeah. was a matter of assembly, because the First Amendment also covers the uh, uh, pe- yeah. assembly. And if uh, assembly is not peaceful, if there is any indication that it's not peaceful, then it becomes unlawful. It also can be regulated. This is the misunderstanding of all of this stuff is all these things can be regulated. It's not you have the freedom to speak anywhere. The only constitutional limitation on on that type of stuff is they can't force it to be meaningless. So they can't say your only permit is to speak... You know, on the outskirts of town at 4 a.m. when no one's awake or can go there. They can't do that. They can't shut off public grounds and stuff like that. But they can absolutely say, no, you can't do it Tuesday if we let you do it on Friday. They can absolutely regulate it, and they can regulate what can be said and how and all that stuff. They can say regulate you cussing in public. There's lots of things they can regulate. Right. The key word is assemble. Yeah, you can be allowed to assemble, but if you violate any of those other things, then it's an illegal assembly and it's not protected. So if the local government says you can't use hate speech here, then constitutionally that's an illegal and not protected assembly. Right. And this is what the governor is saying there, and he's doing a good job on this one. I can't, I can't, who is it? What's the governor of Virginia now? Terry McAuliffe. It's McAuliffe? And it's still McAuliffe like- until huh. the end of the year. That's kooky. Mm-hmm. He, like, he's such a hit-and-miss figure for me. But, okay, this is, he's handling it very well. <laughs> His uh, point, I think, when he came out and said that, you know, you've done your damage and you've caused violence and you've harmed people and now it's time for you to go home, <laughs> I felt was very powerful. And I felt like from a public standpoint that he stood for, um, for the majority of, um, you know, people who gave a shit about what happened. Um yeah, not to trail off, but I, I think that, that I did really appreciate how he put it and how he addressed the situation and that he told, you know, the right the right wing nationalists, the the white nationalists that you know, you've done this, you've done X, Y, and Z and they have and and it's time for you to go home. I mean, not only was a person killed in a car in the car accident, there was a man who was beaten down with a metal pole in a parking garage by several pictures several people um mobbed this one individual in a in a parking garage with metal poles and attacked this african-american man and um 
and 19 people who were there as peaceful protesters in um, there because they have they decided to stand against what the white nationalists were were appearing at the University of Virginia for they they were harmed in the in the situation and it, it just I mean even if if people want to talk about the history of things they want to compare apples to apples like fuck off like if you were to look at this even this very one instance as its own thing you're still going to see in accordance to math that there there is a disproportionate type of behavior that's happening on one side versus the other absolutely and this is where the media gets really complicit in it is this this fake bullshit false equivalent stuff both sides do it no both sides are really really different on this stuff Although many sides. we have many a, sides. although we do have a growing <laughs> problem with people on the left getting a little more a little more violently aggressive than we've seen in a long time. Yes, and it's very very small, but it shouldn't grow. Which like there, it's not. It's I mean we we tried it in the sixties, like the weathermen and shit like that. They they did that shit, and you know what happened absolute backlash and it's literally what we were talking about three hours ago now about like that being you can't be like if you're the side that's the side of good you can't be hypocritical (laughs) and violence is hypocritical if we're the side that doesn't believe in hurting people so we can't do that there are obviously times when war takes place and so I can't imagine that if Trump says let's invade North Korea or let's invade Venezuela, which are things he's hinted at, that that would not lead to an internal conflict. I don't believe those generals would enforce those orders. And no sane general would with either one of those situations. Not a single one of those makes the slightest bit of fucking sense. And I don't know people like Trump a lot, but I do know a lot of people like people that spend a career in the goddamn military. And we may disagree on things like social issues, and we may disagree on women's rights or gay rights or whatever, but the thing that old military people agree on, and that I agree on, is the fucking strategic logic of what's basic stuff to not get your country blown up. And they all believe, or they wouldn't have spent this much time doing it, in the basic concept of America. They may not agree on what it means, but they believe in the concept. And one of the concepts of America is you don't go blow up people for no fucking reason. And I know lots of people in the military, and this is an overwhelmingly dominant feeling amongst all levels of people in the military, is that you don't go blow up people for no reason. It's not like it was in John Wayne days or some shit like that. It's not like the stereotype or whatever. These are real people and they believe that the people on the other side of those guns are real people too. And the generals care about their men living and dying. And the admirals and everybody up higher, the you know the five-star generals, they care about the people. This is a family and these people don't... They knew they could beat the living shit out of Iraq and this simple like little shit there. And some of them probably even believed in the mission because of what Hussein had done. That's different <laughs> than what he's talking about, especially when he's talking about bombing Venezuela. Can you really believe that there are people <laughs> in the military that will follow through on dropping a bomb on Venezuela? 
Um, I mean, military, <laughs> right. It, I it, don't. They're, they're talking I'm not about that military, cynical. <laughs> um, yeah, intervention, military intervention. There's no, there's no leader in the military at the highest levels that will not say no to that. They're saying no to the transgender ban. It's like going, right. leader by leader is saying it. They're saying, no, I'm not fucking around with the transgender people in my branch. Fuck you. I think I think military personnel are going to be more likely to accept the idea of going to Venezuela than they are to going to war with North Korea. There's no way they will believe in bombing Venezuela. There's no way that's an I'm opinion. I'm not saying bombing. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that but that's all, military that's all they would do. That's what that's what he means by military and is dropping nuclear weapons. I don't know. I, would I mean, he hinted at it. I'm not wrong, right? He hinted at it. I know he, he explicitly hinted at it with North Korea. I, yeah, North I thought Korea, he, yeah, I he said he, well, he just said the military option is not off the table with Venezuela. Okay, that's his exact words. The mili- and the way guys like him think, military option includes dropping bombs. Yeah, and I would assume he would drop bombs before he because he thinks we're super powerful and blah 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 and drop bombs rather than send in troops. And if he has any advisors with any intelligence, which is a very questionable proposition, they would all advise him that attacking first is really, really stupid. Which is why I posted that thing the other day. It was just like, hey, Kim Jong-un, please don't attack Guam. Oh, my God. Because that's literally the only thing you could possibly do that would give him any support by anybody. But if you attack Guam, then he gets off with it. He gets... And, like, I know he likes our movies too much for that. <laughs> He's got, like, that, the largest movie DVD collection in the world or something oh, like that. And he just hilarious. fucking loves American movies. That's Although hilarious. he got mad at uh, Seth Rogen and oh Franco for that movie. Serious? But, yeah, no. But I told him I would make Beer Skeeto for him. Like, I will make it. Like, I wrote the screenplay already. It's called Beer Skeeto. It's got Snoop Dogg and Coolio and there's giant. It's like a Sharknado but with Beer Skeetos. So, and there's like a step show in the middle, and it makes no sense. And it's like, yeah, I think there and Snoop Dogg and Coolio do a song called Puffeye the Smoker Man to the theme of Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> so, if he attacks Guam, then there's no chance that he gets to see that because his country will stop existing will very quickly down. after that. Like, you don't think Trump will over respond to an attack on American soil? Even American soil that he would piss on rather than visit, <laughs> he'll blow he'll blow up fucking American soil to defend American soil. So if they attack Guam, we're all fucked. I mean, we'll be fine. No, actually, we'll be fucked because <laughs> you don't think someone who actually hates us will use some of the chaos to sneak something in and blow up the capital. Get the fuck out of here. We're fucked if Trump doesn't straighten the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, you look at it this way. It's not... It's not North Ooh, Korea. But... It's not North Korea I'm no, worried no. about specifically. I'm more worried about a white supremacist group. Well, oh, yeah, North Korea. They know it. They blew up Oklahoma City. But what actions <laughs> would we take that would cause a domino effect in our foreign policy? And that, especially if... If any nuclear power was involved, that would really, really put us in jeopardy. Where we could face, we could face attacks from other countries. I mean, they're not close yet, but with some support, China and Russia quickly start to rival us. And if we start acting like assholes, big enough level, they have every incentive to build a counter to our idiocy. 
<laughs> and they would be stupid not to. Like, I would yell stupid things at them if they don't. And I'm obviously an American partisan. I'm not moving. I have, I have legitimate legal connection to Canada. I could be Canadian if I wanted to. <laughs> I but could, I'm staying here. I could go to Ireland My tomorrow. dad was born in Montreal. Well, not literally tomorrow. I'd still have to get a passport. <laughs> I, I would get in pretty easy. <laughs> Good chat, guys. Yep. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow. Yep. I know I'm saying that. We don't work together. Oh. <laughs> I, I oh. Did. Okay, thanks for listening. And a, a couple of quick announcements before we head out. On November 26th at The Pinch will be our last ever spoken word brunch at The Pinch. Um, we'll have a reading by Sandy Giver and performances by Brandon Douglas and Professor X and others to be announced. And then on December 3rd is our RevX 2017 year in blowout show. Uh, it's concert, and among the acts that we are going to have, um, Leon Scott will be hosting, Sarah Stardust will be performing, Brittany Gates, the public debut of Picasso Hut, um, rapper UKD will be back, Ethan Mendick, Professor Rex, and uh, Brandon Douglas, and, and there's still some acts to be announced on that one as well, so uh, check that out December 3rd, also at The Patch. Thanks. <laughs>